Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Matchnet Podcast. Today we have a very excited episode here with the former director of Blessing Ministry. <laughs> Welcome back, Yana. Thanks, thanks, Karina. Hey, everybody. <laughs> it's nice to to be here. It's fun. This is like a director's Blessing Ministry director's hangout <laughs> chat. Yeah. Which is great because we've been talking together, but a lot of people don't know that. And it's, yeah, I love it. Which I'm feels, excited for our talk. Yeah, <laughs> which it feels weird to introduce you, you know, like how, how, who I am, you know, like you are the new one. <laughs> oh, but I, I'm, I'm loving this so much. I just like the like perspective, you know, and also because I assisted before director in Europe before I became director. It's just really cool to like see all kind of just the, the position from different eyes. I love it. <laughs> so by the way, like Yana is my my deeper advisor, mentor <laughs> in all during this time. So I'm so grateful for her. And we are working in really credible projects that we will be announcing soon. So stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned guys. So today we want to talk about a very important topic that um we will inspire about sharing, which is how to get everything that you need or you want in life. You know, this is like the secret. Have you ever seen the the documentary or the book, The Secret, Yana? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, basically, we're going to translate that book with the divine principle and <laughs> with our life of faith. <laughs> yes. Three. So um, we, I don't know if maybe you have feel it maybe you haven't feel it but there is a new inspiration or a, a new um maybe you have feeling it in your community maybe not but there's a new direction of trying to inspire members to do their tithing right so all this started through this conversation about how we talk about tithing and the importance of tithing right uh, and of course, there's so many ways of why tithing is important. Uh, and But I personally have a, a, spe- a, a perspective that is based on my mom and then based on my grandma. So my grandma is a very faithful Christian. She is so strong. And she they were very poor, right? In Brazil, like a countryside, Brazil. She is um, African-American and half Indian. So, uh, like seen as a, the poor group of people there in the community living in the countryside, but her faith to Christianity and her faith to God makes her always give her 10%. Mm. No matter how, how, like what was her family situation, she always gave her 10%. And, and she's lovely and she's very strong, right? And she always say that you have to give you 10% in order for God to give you blessings, right? So that's my grandma. Then it comes my mom, another <laughs> beautiful, faithful <laughs> woman who as well inherits this um, value of 10%. And she, there's so many cases in our family where financially she couldn't do some things, right? Like for example, uh, liberating the, her ancestors or things like that, or even like going to a trip to Brazil, things that they, they were very important for her. 
uh, and she could have saved her 10% for those projects, but it was, it was incredible. She has her own business and she will give her 10% on Sunday and on Monday received like 20 orders of their, the things that she's selling. And in that moment, she will recover the money that she gave on exactly. her tithing, right? So there was like so many cases of this in my uh, in my family that made me strongly believe that giving the 10%, it is a way of receiving the blessing. It is a way to receive a blessing, right? Yeah, yeah. But I want to take it a, one step <laughs> forward to that. I believe that giving our 10% and doing conditions, so conditions are... Like given that our ten percent is a condition, but yeah, in one year of mission program is a condition. Giving your life, giving something, offering something toward project, volunteer, or helping someone, everything becomes a condition, right? Yeah. These conditions become what I would call it a spiritual money. <laughs> so I like that. <laughs> yeah, we will talk about Spiritual money. Currency. Exactly. Currency. Yeah. Yeah. So what I will call it is spiritual money. So why, when we're talking about physical money, like bank, money in the bank account, why is it important for us to have money? Because when we have money, we can do things. We can do whatever we want with the money because most of the things have a price. We can just pay for it and do it, right? Do yeah. you want to go to China? We just pay for it. You want to do this? You just pay for it, Right. Like is there are many, there are mo a lot of things that you can fulfill with money. <laughs> so if you have a desire, yes. if you have uh, save the money, you can fulfill that desire, right? Like in my case, I want to buy a house one day <laughs> when the economy <laughs> when the economy allows it, <laughs> where I buy a house, like right? Uh, it's a desire, and the way to fulfill that desire is with money. I believe that this happens the same way with the spirit world. There is a spiritual money bank account, and then yes. you can, as well, most of the things fulfill it with a spiritual money. The only difference with the spiritual money is that we don't see it. Yeah. Right? So, because we don't see it, is maybe we have it there. We have it in our spiritual bank account, but we don't have. We don't feel the authority, mm. right? And yeah. here's where we need to connect our conditions with the authority. Because knowing that we have a high um, amount of money in our spiritual bank account will allow us to feel the spiritual authority to re tell the spirit world to give us what we want, right? Yeah. So let's say um, more clearly, uh, if I, if I wanted to get match, right. And I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, struggling and I do conditions. I help people. I do the tithing. I, I am doing, I helping like three more people. I help three people before me to receive the blessing. They receive the blessing. I'm still single. Let's say, mm -hmm. uh, if that is your case and you're, you're doing so much offering, then you have to start feeling your authority, filling up your authority. You are a person who deserves to be blessed, who deserves to be happy, and therefore the spirit world has to help you 
the universe has to work for your happiness because you are working for the universe happiness. So how you do that? In the Chanshin one, you pray, but don't you don't need to pray to God. You can pray to the whole spirit world, all the angels, all your uh, ancestors, and tell them, hey, you, what do you have been doing? <laughs> hey, I'm here. I need your help. And I have the money. I have the spiritual conditions. You have to guide me. And if you and if you don't, what are my next steps? What is where is the person? Where where I can why I cannot see right? Yeah, yeah. And feel it. But this works if you feel it very strongly in your bones that you deserve the blessing. Which is that's the main problem. We don't right. feel that we deserve this that we desire. We don't feel like we have the authority. And here's it where the spiritual money is so important. See, write down all you have done. Write down all your conditions and feel the spiritual authority that you deserve, that you have enough conditions, enough in your bank account in order to receive this. Of course, there is a fact that you are the son and daughter of heavenly parents. Therefore, because of your chosen daughter of heavenly parents, you have already the spiritual condition and the spiritual authority of the owner of the universe, <laughs> by the way. Yes. Uh, but your spiritual conditions help you even more, right? To feel yeah. that. So I will give one more example before I shut up. I let you know. Oh, this is great. <laughs> um. My my dad, when we were looking for a matching in our family, mm. he was so strongly uh, confident that it will be easy for us to find a matching. He was like, we have. He was a matching supporter before. He was helping so many young people before. Uh, they even help us, right? And if you're a parent, you can use this as an example for your family <laughs> as well. And he was saying. We helped so many people because at that mm. time I even I even made a matching suggestion before I even got matched. <laughs> so, so I was like helping out helping your friend. <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. I love that culture. Yeah, and uh, my dad was like, "We have helped so many people. We have created so many conditions that I know the spirit world will help us." So like he was so confident that yeah this will be easy. And I don't know, I, I don't want to say my family, they made more conditions than others. That's not my point. But the truth is from from that confidence that happened, like me and yeah. my brother got match and bless in a in a very easy way, right? In the, our first matching process. Yeah. So, and we felt so much guided, right? So I, I truly believe that the confidence and that's where like the secret, the book of the secret talks about is how to manifest that yeah. you that you desire on on the on the physical world through really thinking that that's going to happen, like acting as you're going to happen. I, yeah. I, I have done when I teach divine principle, I usually do that. I explain the four position foundation in that way. Where nice mind and body unites with this idea that you want to manifest, then when mind and body unites to that, 
it manifests to earth. That's I it. love that. That's it. Yeah. Or the true foundation. There it is. Divine principle and secret. <laughs> yeah. The diagrams. Well, that's yeah. how God created the universe, right? That he yeah. unites his dual characteristics. So we're in focus on this idea that it was an idea. It wasn't a, a something real. Yeah. yeah. And it manif- manifested in the universe yeah. as a real thing. So, so true. It's yeah. impossible. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> well, I want to give them some background because we were talking about this and I was just so excited. I love the terms and the way Karina talked about it with the spiritual authority because I think, yeah, we hear a lot of the terms. It's like you got to be it already, embody it, right? What you want to know that it's going to happen. It's inevitable. And I think that takes 100% of your effort, right? Because we spend a lot of time questioning whether you know we deserve something whether we're enough right and like to not question that and I love that your example of like your spiritual bank account because it's like if if you you know especially I'm thinking for someone who's a thinker right and very logical like there's when we start to doubt ourselves a lot of times we look at the things we're not doing enough of you know but this is like the other perspective it's like looking at hey I did you know this many whatever time on a GPA or a faith volunteer program, or I've been helping my community in the band for years, you know, or so many friends, you know, there's so many examples of things that we do also from a place of really caring for others, like love, right? Like when I think about spiritual currency, spiritual world, it's the air of, you know, it's, we have to breathe the air of true love. It's all about love. So like this genuine acts of kindness and care, so many people, especially in our movement, have like incredibly high, you know, bank accounts. Um, and yet, like, we don't claim it, right? Like, we don't go to the, the bank, the world, the tellers and be like, hey, I'm ready to cash in on this check here. <laughs> help me out, you know, because we do need help. And I think that's the other part. I think that is where we get stuck and... I was talking with a, a, a business mentor about this. I loved her idea. She said, this is how she actively includes God in what she does is she kind of writes her to-do list and she writes what she can do. And then she writes things that are, it's like prayers, right? Of what she would need God. Or you could, but also like spirit world, like you were saying, it doesn't have to be only God. It's like spirit world, your ancestors, angels, delegating tasks to them. Like, Hey, help me out. Like I can control this part right I can focus on this I'm gonna be consistent right that's my my conditions that's really what conditions are right like this is what I'm gonna be accountable for but then hey I need help here and I think a lot of this is about getting really specific in how we ask for help you know and and I think the scary part is it's hard sometimes to say like I really want this and I remember feeling that about the blessing I remember feeling like so vulnerable because I really want this, but I also have all the fears of like, you know, I don't know if it's going to work out or what's going to happen or blah, blah, blah. And all those things come up. But that's why um, I just love this perspective. I think it's getting us a little bit out of our heads and kind of looking at looking at some of the looking at your you know, conditions that you already have built and um, continuing on. I think that even gives you more momentum to continue doing because I think that comes up a lot with um, people I'll talk with is like, they just feel so tired. Like I did that. I, I read 40 
40 days, you know, the conditions didn't help me, right? I think there is that feeling. So what, what would you say? What would you say for someone who's kind of feeling that like, well, I feel like I do have a lot of conditions, but how is it helping me? Maybe they haven't, maybe we could be more specific in asking. That's what's coming up for me. Like if someone's sitting here thinking that question, what, what advice or what's the next step for them? I think like if they're already doing everything in that they, they think, you know, and I mean, for me, doing everything is where you doing in a place that you feel like you deserve, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, you're going to a, a, a friend's house and if you go into a friend's house with your empty hands, you will feel right. that you're owning them, right? Like, oh, should I take the dessert? Should I take uh, that that drink, you know? And yeah, like, yeah. But you, let's say you get to the house with the dessert, then you're part of the party, right? Like you feel already like, okay, I can enjoy the steak because I, I brought the, the, the dessert, right? It, it feels yeah. better for you, right? So is that doesn't mean that you always have to give the moment. Sometimes you give... And another time, right? Um, yeah. But I think that if you're doing everything already that 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 you feel like, then you have to really pray, what is your next step? Mm. You know? Because yeah. you're going to feel peace if you're doing your next step. Maybe your next step is just participate in 24 plus. So you're preparing for that and, and, and you're feeling peace with that. Yeah, Maybe your next yeah. step is to do to a workshop in the glimpse of a blessed life in uh, California, right? Mm. And you feel in peace with that, you know? Like when we are on our way, when we are sure. in our journey, then we are in peace. And um, so, for example, when I, uh, in my, at some point in my university years, I wanted to do an exchange program right? In Canada. <laughs> this was before Robert, I swear. <laughs> I felt I, I was in, uh, I saw a, a banner about Canada and I was like, you know what? I feel tired about US. I, I was already, I you always think that it's US, you know, I said, what about Canada? And then I started to think about it. And then, and then the, the universe started to bring me, oh, look, there's this opportunity for exchange program in Canada. But I'm a poor South America girl from that doesn't have any money. How am I going to get there? Well, I apply either way. And then yeah. even before I started to look for a job, because in case that this program will start, I will uh, uh, be able to have some money. And six months from my job, uh, I got approved. But then I realized that. on the rate, by the rate of I was working, I would not be able to have enough money to, oh. keep, to, to do that. So what I did with the money I say, I went to Los Angeles to fundraise so <laughs> by myself. <laughs> Dang, that is determination. Yeah. So I went to Los Angeles to fundraise and I was expecting to do a thousand dollars per day, but that didn't happen. <laughs> I was doing like a hundred dollars per day because I didn't have a car. I didn't know how to fundraise in the United States. It was only cash and I was doing my own like I will do my own uh, keychains. Wow! Wow! <laughs> what a crazy story! <laughs> so I made it. I made enough money to buy my ticket to Canada, and wow. to have my first month of rent there. But that's it. And and the problem was, 
I didn't know where to stay because no one could host me and I didn't know where I would stay. The church mm -hmm. told me, you can stay a couple of weeks, but you had to figure out where you're going to stay. And my parents were looking for where I could stay and all that. And I arrived to Canada without knowing where I would stay. Yeah. Uh, and with one month of, uh, of, of money for, for my rent, right? And then the miracle happened the day I arrived to the church. This family, oh, I saw your email. I have your room ready. You have my room ready? Why you didn't tell me? <laughs> well, I guess, I guess you, have to, you have to be there for them to see you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I guess I have a home now, right? And yeah, then, yeah. Same situation with the with the job searching. I, I couldn't work legally. Yeah. And, uh, and, and God opened the door for me. And during that time, the matching process opened too, right? So wow. when, with this story, it's like, sometimes you don't need to see the journey. You just yeah. need to the next step. Yeah. And, you'll and show up, show up for it, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. And feel peace on the next step. Because if you're thinking about what is going to happen afterwards, I mean, you're going to freak out, you know? Uh, yeah. you, you're going to really... Be, so it's like you have to surrender, surrender, surrender. Yeah, yeah, surrender. Yeah, and I, I feel like I I learned that even more when I was giving birth that you had to <laughs> surrender <laughs> and just to think about the next contraction. <laughs> Man, the focus of birth. I think about that sometimes. It's like you got to be so. It's just about the baby, you know, like everything else. <laughs> Bringing the baby to this world. Yeah, I think about that sometimes because, I mean, we talk about creating things and creative process and creating your life. And like, to me, that's like the ultimate, like, and it is, it's, I mean, it's amazing. I, I feel that honor as a woman, right, to experience that because I do feel like that focus and also the birth and it's just, yeah, it's also so intense and painful. The most intense is right before the baby comes. And I think that like, that's, that's where... I remember I'm going back to like the spiritual authority, right? And like spirit world too, if you think about like it's your ancestors. I like thinking of your ancestors because they really do want, they're there to help you, right? They, you're, they love you. Like you're their lineage, right? And they want to help you out. I mean, um, they need you blessed. They need you. <laughs> they're in it. Like they've got skin in the game too. But like it's, they, you know, we feel often, I mean, that's part of where I think the doubt comes, right? Like we kind of feel insignificant or who am I or little, but if you think about, you've got this lineage behind you and before, like even showing up, it's not just you, it's your ancestors who need you. It's growing through you, other good spirits, maybe that, you know, absolute good spirits, all those things. And I feel like that just thinking about that is like such a level of support, you know, that I feel um, we sometimes just get ourselves and a two, two in our head or two alone and um, taking action, talking to someone like what you did. Your story is incredible. You like went to LA. You get like that first step is literally getting us to move and feel more confident. And we see things kind of in that motion, right? As in our journey, because we're, we're like, we want this and we're, we're going toward it, right? Little by little, right? Um, but I, I don't know. I just love this concept of that spiritual authority it's both like looking at your conditions but I also feel I get a lot of and you talked about your grandma and your mom I have a lot of just amazing 
conditions from the ancestors and past and I want to like honor that too by showing up right like I kind of feel like man I have like 40 times the opportunities and things compared to what they had right if you think back and dang (laughs) right like why do we waste our energy or time kind of doubting ourselves and that to me is is um a lot of the inner conflict that I feel like in my principle, right? Like that's really what it's all about. The good evil mind battle. It's really questioning our own value and worth. Cause it is like, no question. You're a child of God. We're divine beings. We're like, but we question ourselves and hesitate. And that's when we don't act or move forward, that's, we don't see those things. Right. And then, um, and I think we all have maybe past experiences, right? So then we, we kind of look at those of like, oh, but this didn't happen, right? Or like, I feel like this didn't work in this way. Um, But this whole conversation, I feel, is just like, okay, yeah, those are true. That's there too. But there's also a lot of past things that you did do and give more focus to that and also ask specifically for help with it, right? Like, well, this is what I want now. And even I tried it and it didn't work. Well, I'm trying again and help me out now, (laughs) Like, right? It's all about that reframe. Yeah. Thoroughly, thoroughly. Uh, I, I, I just made me think about in Manhattan Church with Pastor Milham. Uh, he is doing a new system work. He's trying. He's inspiring some um, members to say that they where they want to be match, right? Uh, and he he's using that because true parent story, uh, where true father knew the date of his blessing, even if he didn't have the bride yet right so yeah he had a set right and it just made me think about that like how sometimes we need to like feel and set the date okay by this date i'm yeah. gonna get blessed therefore i need to be doing the preparations or whatever needs to happen so i yeah. wanted to get blessed in 2020 that was my goal so i was like i'm gonna make sure at least to have two years before that <laughs> in case something happens Therefore, in 2018, I became a candidate, right? Nice. In order to get nice. the lesson 2020. Yeah. Um, my, my, but sometimes it takes longer, right? So yeah. it's not, sometimes it takes longer. And I wonder, True Father, I mean, if things happen and those who didn't went to the um, re- rebirth workshop, I highly recommend. But if, he, if things happen as they have meant to be, True Father had to wait until he's 40 to get blessed with true mother, right? So for him, his timing wasn't only about the, the, the his age, right? It was something that he needed mm. to really connect with God and, and really feel like, okay, this is your timing. The bride is close, right? Mm. The yeah. bride is ready. Um, but for true mother, it was the opposite. She was very young, right? Mm. 17. Yeah, true. Yeah. So for true mother, when she was called, she could say, oh, I'm too young. But it was the opposite. So we don't really know where in the spectrum are we're going to follow. <laughs> Maybe our Roma ride is still like, mm-hmm. uh, it's not our timing yet. And we're trying to force it. Or maybe it's our timing and we, we're not, we, we, we had to be ready. So there's a concept that I, I always love. One of the key things I learned in my STF um time it was you had to be ready like pre yeah 
predisposal, like you have those who are predisposed are going to be the ones who are blessed because the moment they, like, I believe um, heavenly fortune is kind of like a wave that moves around the world, you know, and whenever it touches, yeah, it never touches you. If you're ready, you will receive it. But if you're not ready, then you will miss it, right? So I think yeah. I think that our job is to be ready, to jump mm-hmm. in, is to mm-hmm. be ready and, and to connect with God and to trust. And that's a part of surrender because we might not, maybe this is not our timing and it's okay as long as we're doing the next step to, for it, right? Yeah. But as as soon as possible, be ready because it might happen, right? Yeah. And and that's like that that feeling, um, knowing it's gonna happen. It's inevitable, right? Because I think that that a lot of times not getting ready or am I ready, feeling ready is like wondering if it can happen. It sounds too good to be true. Is it possible for me? You know, whatever that thing that feels like really impossible. And uh, it yeah, I I always think of that. That that's the five percent, ninety five percent is like to feel it fully. That faith and that like in your body, like yes, absolutely. This is like what I is what I want. It's gonna happen. It's inevitable. Don't know necessarily when and how all the details yet, right? Um, but that's what the secret and all that is about. It's so powerful is manifesting like that feeling. And I think. I don't know. For me, I, I very I do love visualizing and visualization because I can feel it. And that's what helps me like when I'm trying to stay on a journey is I feel how I want to feel when I am blessed. I was doing that when I was ready for the blessing. And then later as a parent, how kind of feeling it. And then, oh, I remember one example. I was hiking when I was in middle school at Camp Sunrise, Camp Bear Mountain, and we were hiking and we paused for a break. And I remember just sitting on the rock and feeling like one day I'm going to be hiking with my family and like just soaking up that moment, like pausing and it'll be my family that I'm with, not the group at camp. Right. But and then well, I don't know how many years later, but we were hiking up a um, a mountain in Norway and pause a break on a rock. And it was like and I was like in that same feeling again that I oh, had. Wow. Like, I wanted that my little middle school self. And it was like, wow. And just amazing you know like that's manifestation that's it right embodied but like I recognized it it gives me chills still that I recognized it because I already felt that feeling I put that dream out there and then it was like oh here I am right hmm. yeah and that was a tough hike too <laughs> I, was, I, was that feel. I was like really tired but it kind of switched my mood it was not easy to hike with toddlers it's not as romantic maybe as I envisioned it, but like I felt so grateful. <laughs> oh, like I think sometimes that's what happens too. I, because I, I was thinking as you were talking about STF, I I learned so much about this on STF, and then like what happens after? Oh yeah, sorry, I get, I get so excited. <laughs> what happens after is you, you know, um, like that, like that example with my family where it's like the day-to-day life and things. And sometimes we don't kind of like just look up, right? And like, wow, or like this was the thing I prayed for before, right? A lot of times the life you're living now is often something you prayed for or who you are and what you've been working on compared to where you were before, even last year, you know, the end of the year, we think of that. 
So I think that's part of it too, is that gratitude and kind of reflecting back and going through your old journals and you see how far you have come. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Every year I, I write like a goals for the year, right? But this year I decide next to the goals, put a wish list. So Ooh. these are things that I'm wishing for, but I don't have control. So mostly things that like, yeah, most of us think for other people. And they were like, oh, for this friend to get pregnant, she got pregnant, her baby's here. Oh. Uh, for uh, visit these people, to meet this person, for this person to have this. Uh, and like, I'm seeing the list and 99% awesome. of the list. Oh my God. And I didn't have control of, right? Yes. And I didn't like, for example, this couple was struggling to get pregnant and yeah. They, yeah. they got pregnant. I don't know. Wow. I think. I, yeah, that's amazing. I don't even want to say that because I wrote it, of course, other things are happening, but yeah. the, the power of sharing your wishes, right? And, and that's why I think the Chanshi one and the, we have oh, a wow. wish letter, right? That it makes it happen. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, but, but that's the other thing. When we think that we need a wish in order to be happy a hundred percent, which is, I mean, for sure, once we, we have our own family, we're going to be happy. But I do remember in 2020, in 2020, I graduate, I, I got blessed, I graduate, and then I got a job. And I was like, I got everything that I wanted. I've been working in my last 20 years to get to this point. And now what? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And now what? Right. And and I started to feel so empty. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it was all, everything was for that. And then I was like, and, and my life, it was going to be like, it will become happier with that. And did it become happy? And did I? Yes. But at the same time, I felt like, did I enjoy my single years? Like, could mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. I was like suffering through the single years, you know, like how, oh, when I yeah. get there, when I get there and. I have to get there and I just thinking on their goal and not looking at their surroundings, right? Yeah. And sometimes there are seasons in life that they're more similar to winter, right? They're mm -hmm. a little yeah. bit rough, they're cold, they yeah. are they're a little bit more difficult. But then once you get to summer, you forgot how cold it was in winter. So true. <laughs> yep. And and what are you going to remember of of the winter, right? Uh, maybe you can make the winter going to ski, you know, and make a fun memory of winter. Or maybe you can just make it as a suffering, right? So it's like, depends on what, how you want to live your winter or those, those life, those years that are harder. We're going to be talking, we were talking about how hard it is when we're uh, young families, right? And we have young kids that are we had to take care of and we have a life and it's, it's so busy. Yeah. And it's like, it's so busy. And at the same time, it's one of the most wonderful times in your life. So how, how are we going to go through that seasons, right? Every season is, yeah. has this, is, is, is beauties and it's difficulties, the challenges, right? Um, and, and here's where I think, of course, we need to manifest what we want and we need to make the steps in a way that we're still enjoying the present. Oh, yeah. Now. 
That's so, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's so important. And I think the seasons analogy is a really great way to see it. Uh, yeah, it's both like looking for the thing you are hoping for and working towards, but just really enjoying where you are now. And I don't know, maybe it's as I'm getting older, I just feel like, especially because sometimes, yeah, you can get so focused on where you're going that also you can be really hard on yourself if you feel like you're slower. And I've always felt I'm a slow person. I'm like a turtle. I'm slow and steady because I know where I want to go. That part feels clear to me, but I just take time. But um, but even that is like that all becomes part of your foundation. And I say that a lot for the single years is like, especially if you're really intentional in like enjoying them and also discovering about yourself trying things you like to do like those are all part of your foundation of things you know um later and like and even things learning from mistakes and lessons right like that all becomes part of who you are and uh i think that's something i've learned to embrace as an adult much more now but um when you're young you feel like just this pressure right like i gotta make it happen now but i think um, having lived a few decades, I see like, oh. like when this opportunity didn't happen, that was, it led to something else, right? Like one door opens, another door closes. And I'm just so grateful for like all of that journey. It's easier to see that looking back, but I think embracing the bumps and, and learning to go with the flow, I actually find a lot of joy in that now when things don't go to plan. Cause I find like, find God in the challenges. Um, or the unique opportunities that arise that you ha maybe hadn't thought of, you know? And that's a lot of how spirit world works too, right? Like we ask for what we want and the authority, but like the way that it manifests sometimes can be very unexpected and it's not how you were thinking, which is exactly why you needed help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Totally, totally, Yena. And uh, I guess the last point uh, before we conclude with this amazing podcast is how to translate uh, our conditions and conditions that have become a little bit of resentment because maybe we uh, did give too much or maybe um, we, we were asked to give and we didn't were expecting to give that much or we were not recognized, right? Like we gave, but we were not recognized and we felt hurt. Or maybe it can be many cases where we give and that giving becomes a resentment. And how to create that, translate that resentment into a spiritual authority, right? Mm, yeah. And my recommendation here, it will be write down, write down everything extra that you gave, everything that you didn't feel recognized. Everything that you felt like um, you you really gave so much and you didn't felt the the result that you were expecting and Ooh, you're yeah. feeling that pain of oh no one is here seeing me write everything down and 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 pray and and show it to the to your spirit world and here's where you maybe sometimes we are worried to tell God what we have done now, oh, God see everything. That's that's okay. Sometimes we don't need to pray to God. We can have another type of relationship with God where it's more artistic and more vulnerable. But some with the spirit world we are 
we are we have to be very vertical and we are the vertical commander people. yeah we, we are, are the, the commander yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah they like hey i did this and this that and that and i didn't receive anything in return or i didn't <laughs> receive what i what i i i was expecting or what i needed therefore this worth even more <laughs> yeah this one here that's powerful and uh, i need this and i feel like even true father, when he he was being persecuted, he always said, "Oh, if we're being persecuted, that's good. It means that blessings are coming, right?" Yeah. So sometimes we are not recognized, or we're even persecuted, misunderstood, and that can really hurt our hearts. Uh, but we can translate those into blessing. Okay, I want this to become on this. So. Yeah. The job that I've been looking for, this experience, I want this to be to be translated in finding a, the new job that I need. And and the reason I look, I'm thinking of this job is because it will serve the public as well. I'm not just thinking of myself. Yeah, yeah. But I know that I need it in order to keep serving, keep doing, giving. Right. So this is, uh, I don't know. Do you have any other ideas, tips to add up to how to translate resentment? Yeah, I mean, I think that's beautiful and powerful. Like, it's kind of like, if we're using the spiritual money idea, it's like the the IOUs. And I feel like, you know, it's a very healing thing because I think a lot of where the resentment comes from is like you mentioned, feeling unappreciated, unheard, or not having a voice. Like maybe trying to bring something up over and over again and not, and it wasn't heard. And then maybe something as a result, didn't happen, right? And like we're carrying all of those things, but in that, it's kind of separating that and just seeing also, you did your best, what you did, and hey, I didn't receive something there, so I'm gonna claim this right now, right? Like I just love that, and I think it's a much more empowering way because ultimately, uh, especially for me, in a lot of like getting out of resentment, it was like on the other side of that, and it is work. It's healing. There's pain there's this like new level of creativity because it's like when you don't have blame like I feel like blame especially when you when you're able to move past the blame and kind of take full responsibility like you're that's literally tapping into that creative energy and that's like the most powerful energy in the world Mm. (laughs) it's where God created from you know God's creative heart and so I love that idea of writing it down kind of going to Chan Chimwan and yeah Claiming it with spirit world, thanking God for being there with you, you know, all that. Like God, God's there, your biggest fan, cheering you on. <laughs> I just love to say that, but it's really, really totally. true. Yeah. Totally. And as well, use the opportunity to think about when to say no, right? Because not yes. because of a spiritual authority, we have to say yes to everything. Yes to everything. Because... <laughs> <laughs> it, it, uh, here we're talking about your attitude your heart behind what you do not uh what you doing right so yeah you could be doing so much things so many things and maybe not having the right heart or maybe that's where you have to like reaccommodate your heart a little bit but that's where like maybe you're doing very few things but you're doing it with the best heart with the the most sincere heart and then therefore will blessings will come come to you right so it's uh it's not only about what we do 
but how we do it, right? And yeah. the same with the resentment is, is just to learn like, okay, how can I give this without creating resentment, without, without feeling, because we learn from the past, right? Um, and maybe it's a different way. Oh, maybe if I'm going to be giving, um, hosting this Saturday, a youth event, then in order for me to not feel resentment is uh, to do it in this way, you know, yeah, having yeah. a dance party. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> therefore, I'm uh, if I'm going to be hosting this, we're going to have a dance party. Otherwise, I won't hosting the, <laughs> the youth, yeah. youth thing, right? And, and just say what, what you need, right? Yep. Turn it into that opportunity. I think a lot of that, this whole getting what you want and getting specific about what you need, what you'd like to see. And that makes it more joyful, like the whole experience of it, right? Like, not just to be able to say I did it or I did these things, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> right? Yeah. I learned from it. I, It's part of who I am. It's part of my story. Yeah. 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 I mean, a whole new episode of podcast, we're going to mean to talk about it, unconditional love and how sometimes we do things to do same things. But today we can just finish it here. <laughs> Yeah, this was great. I really enjoyed this topic. I hope it was helpful for those listening. And you got this. That's what I mean. Like claim claim your claim your conditions, your spiritual buddy. <laughs> totally. Totally. Okay? So if you end there with something today is you deserve the whole universe. You are the authority. Therefore, you deserve to be happy and to fulfill your desires. And you deserve to be happy today, even if your wishes are not still 100% fulfilled. And that's Absolutely. where you need to figure out your journey with the spirit world. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. See you next episode. Bye-bye. <laughs>